It is Sunday afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kafaru Cast. I um actually I'm going whitetail hunting tomorrow. I'm driving down to Texas to hang out with Scott and then hopefully hopefully Oklahoma after that. And we had to run down and grab some supplies. And I had my lovely wife Amy with me. And so we are going to talk about her first whitetail hunt and uh how she deals with me on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> <laughs> is that all you have to say about that <laughs> yep uh, so tell everyone what happened where were you what was going on <laughs> well we were in texas as most people know with uh, top of texas outfitters and i sat with scott uh, in the blind and um it was it was pretty cool the first day i think it was the first yeah the first night um we had two does come in, and I honestly went into this hunt not sure if I could shoot a deer. I uh, never shot one before, and I just didn't know emotionally um, whether I could do it or not. And so we were sitting there, and the two does come in, and they were just milling around, you know, just kind of teasing me. And I looked at Scott, and I said, hey, I think I want to try to shoot one. And uh, he said, all right, you know, go for it. And, um, of course, my tag covered it or my license covered it. So... I thought, well, if I can shoot a doe, um, I shouldn't have any problem shooting a buck. So um, I went for it and I shot her and um, it was a really good clean shot. It was 22 yards maybe, so super good shot. And she died maybe 20 yards from where I shot her. Went down, I got her in the lungs. So it was uh, pretty quick and it. I was like, okay, I can do this. So after that, I felt a little bit better knowing that I could shoot a deer. And so we continued. <laughs> so Amy obviously has fast forward like most of her life along the way. So when I um when I when I I met Amy originally in like 2007 and um like you guys were mostly fishermen. Her family were yeah. fishermen and or fisherwomen. <laughs> <laughs> and she pretty much you were more you weren't really vegan, but you were definitely didn't eat beef. I didn't eat beef, and it wasn't because of moral issues or anything like that. I really did it just because, um, it, you know, health-wise, honestly, um, I didn't eat very healthy back then, and that kind of helped a little bit to make me feel somewhat better. So I kind of cut out red meat, not even just beef, just all red meat, um, and I was just on basically chicken and fish and all that for a really, really long time. Um Honestly, until you and I just got back together, what, four or five years, four, four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, um, is when I started eating red meat again. I still don't eat beef unless it's from someone's farm. So, um, but I do eat obviously all the red meat that we have in our freezers. So, and you, you, um, when we first, when we first got back together before we got married, you, she, uh, Amy had always wanted to go backpacking and then, so, and we did that yes. and she was super addicted to that. I mean, you know, we were, fishing a lot and then you know when we first got together she was not really keen on seeing dead shit and then it got to where she was desensitized to it and Mm -hmm. then we got her a bow and she liked shooting so what were like first getting the bow was it what you thought it would be i mean you've i'm sure you've seen people shoot your bow a bow off and on yeah and you know when you first we first got together you would ask me if i wanted to get a bow i was like no not really um it, i you know i didn't want him to spend the money or even if we got a good deal on it i just i didn't want to waste any money on it if it wasn't something for me and then I kind of, you know, I went with you and watched you shoot a bunch, you know, we'd go to the range all the time and I'd 
you know, sit with you and watch you. And I was kind of like, well, but you went from compound to recurve. And so it was a lot different. <laughs> but um, I was like, well, all right, you know, maybe I'll try it. So that's, you know, I thought, well, let me see if I like it. And I went over to No Limits and shot some with Bo. And um, I, yeah, I shot a recurve a little bit and then I shot the compound. And so obviously the compound for someone who's just beginning um, is a lot more accurate. So that was something that I was like, yeah, all right, maybe I like this. And we got me a bow and started shooting with you and you shoot a lot. So <laughs> I got a lot of practice in, um, uh, you know, and I just, it, yeah, I like it. I'm, I was better at it than I thought I would be, honestly. I mean, I'm not like, oh, I'm so great, but I was pretty good at it. I, I you know, hit the target. I hit the rings I was trying to hit, I did pretty good. So I was like, all right, I can enjoy this if I'm pretty good at it. So yeah, just progressed from there. And then even then you were like, oh, do you think you ever want to hunt? And I was like, no, I don't think I'll ever want to hunt. I'll just shoot targets. That's fine. And then what, two years, I guess, into it now that yeah. I've been shooting a bow? And you were like, well, you think you want to try? And that's when I did the turkey last year. And I thought, okay, I'll try a turkey. What the heck? And like, just, I, I don't know, it's a progression. So yeah, because the um the one thing that i have uh learned whether it be from um previous relationships or watching my mom and dad throw shit at each other uh it's easier to not uh coach your wife yeah. or kid although kaylee was easy but um like doing a home improvement project i don't know if you've ever anyone's ever done this don't ever do that with your significant other around I mean, if you're one in a million, by all means, go ahead and do it. But generally, it doesn't pan out very well. And so I know a lot of husbands and men do not have the, they're not in touch with themselves um, enough to back away and have another man coach their wives. I know guys that are, but to me, I, there's no pride in that. I'm like, hey, you go ahead and <laughs> head over to the range and let me know how it works out. And uh, Bo and, and, and Hognuts and Phil, those guys will help you when you're at Rocky Mountain. Yeah. Um, you know, Danny and Alex and, and Matt would help you. And there wasn't ever, because you, you said I make you nervous. Yeah. And that was, yeah, it did not go well when you first started to try to teach me how to shoot. You're very, um, and I'm used to it, but I'm still sensitive to it, I guess. But you're very blunt. You're just like, you know, you'll be like, that's not right. That's not how you do it. And and I'm like, don't tell me what's wrong. Tell me <laughs> tell me how to do it right. So I, my way of learning and your way of teaching were opposite. And then plus, I think just the emotional part of me being, you know, your girlfriend at the time and wife now. But just it was like, don't yell at me. And so it, it just didn't work out. And I was just better off with someone who wasn't I wasn't emotionally uh, attached to basically and so someone else teaching me was a much better idea and then once I got comfortable with it and I felt a little bit more like I knew what I was doing and you and I would go out shooting and you would say hey try this or do this or you know here's what you're doing wrong then I was okay with that because I didn't feel like I have no idea what I'm doing and you're you know you're yelling at me or and you weren't yelling at me but that's how I felt so anyway yeah it was definitely better for me to um, have someone else do it. And even this last hunt, what's one of the big reasons why I sat with Scott, because this was kind of a big deal. You know, the turkey, Aaron and I sat together and we had our little moments, but, <laughs> but the turkey was one thing. The deer was a, a big deal. And so 
we both were like, hey, you know, he said, why don't you sit with Scott? And I said, that's a great idea. And then I, what was it like the last night or I think it was the last night he Scott was like, hey, if you want to sit with her because you had already killed your buck. So he was like, if you want to sit with Amy and we both kind of looked at each other like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds good. And then <laughs> a few minutes later, you're like, do you want to sit with Scott again? I'm like, yeah, no, that'll be good. Let's just, I'll just sit with Scott again. <laughs> so it was kind of like, we didn't want to hurt each other's feelings, but we both knew it was better that I sat with Scott. And it was, it was really good because he did not make me nervous at all. Like I knew you would have probably been like, oh my God, there it is. You know, get it. Cause you were wanting me to get one. And Scott was just like, hey, there he is. You know, like, all right. He's he was super calm about it, so it kept me more calm about it, and I made a good shot on the buck, you know. So it was good. And I think, and, and I'll be the first to admit, like one of the, well, I, I was in uh, Korea. I was at Camp House, and we were doing some cross training with Katusas or whatever they're like, Korean soldiers. Anyway, we we're we we're training on the headspace and timing on a fifty cal. And it, the American soldiers, like if we screwed up, we might have to do push-ups or something. And this is a very simplified story. It was with the Rock Army, actually. And um, when they screwed up, they got hit in the fucking head. And they learned a lot quicker than we did. And and I was young at that time. And so being very blunt and not worrying about your 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 feelings being hurt always made more sense to me but that does not go but i also know that does not go very well with some people and so um you know it's funny i was just listening to something from jocko willing that somebody sent me this morning he's talking about being a leader and um this is getting way off the subject but i amanda and i had a conversation not that long ago and and i basically was like look if you need me to tell you what to do all the time there's a problem right and i see my job is to seek give you enough information for you to take off from there and if you fail we'll revamp it and you know but you're not getting in trouble right you keep doing it in a row you're gonna get in trouble and so i'm very blunt if you screw up i'm like yeah you fucked that up and then we fix it most people aren't capable of hearing they they love I, I good job right and yeah. but they don't love not that it i i don't mean it to be that bad but i can totally see there's people that have said aaron's an asshole at an archery range because i've come up and we've been shooting and they're like what do you think of my form and i'm like oh you're hammering the shit out of that trigger you got horrible target panic your draw is super super long i'm like you need to go you know basically start shooting at five take the side off your bow you got to shoot at five yards um you got problems people don't want to hear that they want to hear you're doing really good you just got to work on it a little and i'm not very good at that and i like to be told immediately this is what's wrong right. right like if i screw up a stock like lander very very good <laughs> dude what the fuck were you thinking right. right most people aren't good at that and i agree with that i think um and in my situation i'm not i mean i think i can probably hear it because i've had even the guys at rocky mountain have come up and been like oh here's what you're doing wrong you need to fix this or do this way but it's not I don't have an emotional investment in those people like I do with you. So for, for when you do it, it, it feels like I don't, it, it's just different because we're married and, um, and when your husband or your boyfriend or whatever is telling you, Oh, you totally fucked that up. You, you're just kind of like, Oh, and you feel sad. But so, but when someone else does it, you're like, all right, I, I got to fix it. Or I, I take, you know, you take care of it. 
constructive criticism as long as it's done that way. And you're a lot more blunt in your constructive criticism, but you're not mean. I mean, you've never been mean to me and told me, you know, well, how I'm screwing it up. It just feels different because you're my husband. So yeah, and again, I mean, I don't, um, I, I don't try to be that way, but I certainly, if someone comes over and be like, yeah, my buddy said you, you, you know, whatever, you can be kind of a dick, and I'm like, eh, there's probably yeah. some validity in that, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. and I don't mean to be. Um, actually, uh, Mike Duplan was, uh, he's a guy we've had on the podcast. He was talking about that. He's like. You're a very interesting guy, Snyder. He's like, you, you don't, people don't understand, like, you will lay down in glass to make sure somebody doesn't cut their feet. But when you, they get across, they'll be like, hey, dumb fuck, why didn't you bring shoes? You know, but I, I and, and that's hard for people to, to take. And this podcast is certainly not going to turn into being about me, but definitely when I, with you, I, I, I love and care for you enough to know that <laughs> there may not, if you're having a bad day, I may not be the best person to be around when we're shooting. Um, well, one of the things though, that I, that drew me to you from wait from the beginning was that you, was that quality that you have, because I'm a very, um, uh, not a dominating person, but I have a, <laughs> shut are, up. I am not that dominating. She will take a control of an entire room, especially what? liquored up. Holy <laughs> shit. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but so for someone to be blunt enough to call me on my bullshit once in a while is actually <laughs> refreshing. Um, and I, you know, it was something that I, that I needed because I'm, I can easily, my personality is a, a bit of a bigger personality. And so with certain people and in past relationships, I'm more the dominant person and I can walk all over someone if they allow it. And then that gets really boring. So I, I've en- seen it. <laughs> I enjoy, uh, having somebody who pushes back some and, and calls me my bullshit when it's bullshit. Cause we all, we always know when we're being a bullshitter. So when someone calls you on that, you're like, oh, okay. Um, and so I like that about you. But then there's cer- just certain circumstances where it might not work out so good. Well, and I, th- I think like, you know, you, you listen to you, I, yeah, Lord, I, okay, So I just did a, a Q&A thing. And people keep asking, it's asked several times, you, you are a, um, whatever, a, a figure, you know, you, you drive or motivate people. What what person motivates you and um i, I don't have one it's, it's and I, I don't would you agree with that i agree i mean it's unfortunate it's your your father and you don't have a good relationship so you can't even you know go that direction so it, it, in 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 what i the only reason i'm bringing this up is it kind of pertains to this is i failure probably because of daddy issues um is an issue with me meaning i'm not good at it I, i'm not a poor loser by any means but i'm not not with the things i care about or love or you know i'm i'm not good at failing to a point i've you know you push yourself so hard you'll you'll piss blood and you'll you you know do horrible things to your body um i don't know that that's a characteristic that one percent of the planet has or or 50 or, or whatever but you have to realize when you're when like when with with the you have a wife taking you're taking hunting they may not be ready to go that distance or or a hunting partner and if it's a hunting partner you need to get a new one if that hunting partner has has some intestinal fortitude issues um 
you know, maybe he, you know, cries all the time and you're blunt or, or he's you know, whatever the, you know, like where Frank and I, uh, Jake Downs, um, Ryan Avery, pretty mirror images of each other. We can, you can yell at each other and, and nothing's, when I say yell, we can make fun, talk shit, whatever. And the drive is there to do whatever it takes, including life and limb sometimes, not over, I'm not over dramatizing this, meaning, Maybe there's some cliffs and shit you shouldn't be climbing out on, but you do anyway because of the, you, you want to succeed. I knew that ahead of time with Amy that I was very upfront. Like, I will take you on a lot of different hunts, but there's some I just flat out won't take you on. And one, that's a good way to get divorced. But two, that's also a good way to get you out of hunting. Yeah, and I appreciate I'm not the kind of person who was like, oh, well, you know, I can do it. Why wouldn't you take me? That's bullshit. You know, I don't, I, I'm like, Hey, if you think that I would have a miserable time and that things would go downhill between us because of that or whatever, then I respect that. And I agree with it and I won't go. I'm cool with that. You take me on the hunts that I think, I mean, obviously, you know what I can handle. We've gone up into the mountains many times, you know what I can do and I can handle a lot, but you know, the, uh, mule deer hunts that you go on you're like i'd love to take you but holy shit you'd probably kill me if if i took you so yeah so and that's the thing so when when we go on certain different hunts you know there's a time well well we talked about mule deer next year with lander i i think um uh reza and uh and shane from loophole are gonna go and then i and, and jake may go and i and lander doesn't know this i said you do you want to go and uh the difference with that is you're going to be cold and, and miserable. You are a short distance to the truck from comfort. That's a, a big fucking difference between being seven, eight miles in. And so whether it be you freezing to death or, or, or Reza or, cause I think she gets cold. She's, she's mm-hmm. from Belize. I'm sure she gets fucking cold. <laughs> um, the, the knowing you're just a short distance from, from warmth or, or comfort or food. Is, is a lot different in, in, in <laughs> I'm saying this because for those of you thinking of getting your wives into hunting, if, if it came down to, um, a, a point of, okay, you know, I don't pick, you want to shoot an elk. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to cater that specific hunt, maybe not as much towards success initially as it will be. There's obviously going to be a, you know, there's going to be a chance of success, but, we may not go full rip potato chip that first few days <laughs> and test the waters because I've seen, well, John yeah. Renfret, yeah. um, he's a super good friend of mine and his wife, I would say that is different. I don't know. I haven't seen that dynamic yet, but it sounds like she's fucking competitive. And yeah, she's a tough cookie too. I mean. Oh yeah. But yeah. again, <laughs> they went on this rifle hunt and it sounded horrible oh yeah kick the shit out of her yeah and i i I am nothing against john i mean i don't whatever but i mean he talked to me about he said it just sucked the snow was deep or whatever i just wouldn't take you right right no matter how much you might get mad at me and i don't know how much of that because she really wanted to go and she talked about wanting to bring her bow instead of a gun i would just be like you ain't fucking going right you can hate me but i know the end outcome of this and nothing good will come out of this Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's where when I say I'm not that, you know, we joke about my dominating personality, but I I think when you say to me, 
I am oh, no, not taking you. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm not taking you because of this. I know that you know what my limits are. You've seen them. We've been out there. You know I'm not a, a total... Pussy. Thank you. Um, but, and I can handle a lot of stuff. So I know that I can trust when you say, hey, you're going to, you're going to hate this, um, that I'll, I'll hate it. And I don't want to go out and hate it. I want to go out and, and have fun. And if it, I have to work up to it, then I'm cool with that. Yeah. And I, in a different note, like with Kaylee, who my daughter hasn't been hunting, I have definitely pushed her far past what she was willing to go. And, and be not mean about it, but I've been like, hey, suck it up and get up the hill. And uh, because a kid genuinely isn't going to be as <laughs> driven or ready to give everything they've got, they're going to, not all kids, but most, and Kaylee's a tough cookie. Yeah. Might try to weasel out of a little bit, you know, like she's laid up on us on the fire road and I guarantee she's in better shape than all she, of us. Yeah, and, I was going to say she runs circles around us up there, yeah. but yeah. But, you know, like when we were going up these the, the cliffs, if... It wasn't for the fact she was already tired and she has no fear of heights. She'll run around all over the cliffs. And then when she got up there, she's like, oh, I don't want to climb those. What if I fall? And I'm like, get up the fucking hill, Kaylee. <laughs> like, and I know that's bad. I talked to my daughter that way, but nah. I'm like, Kaylee, I'm not kidding. Get up there. Cause I know she's faking the funk. She's not giving out her full effort where if it was a point of, you know, she's definitely just doesn't want, and I can tell with her and you, but the other thing, I don't know who's who hits the ground more, Randy <laughs> Cooling or Amy, but it, Me. It, it, it's a tough call. Yeah. And that's another thing. You have to take ability into it. Kaylee's an acrobat. Yeah. You aren't quite there. No. And you trip a lot. I do. And so that's another thing is some of the places where we go, I'm not going to put you in that, you know, jeopardy just or that kind of danger or, or in jeopardy of falling just because, I mean, some of those areas are quite dangerous and when you become desensitized to cliffs you're not so bad could be someone else's most miserable horrific scary time of their life and i'm not afraid of them but like you, i get nervous because i do know that my balance sometimes isn't that great and if you, you guys have to understand like on this this last goat hunt I'm watching Aaron uh, and Frank go up through the spotter and they're climbing the cliffs to get to this goat. And he, I swear, he just, it, he makes it look so effortless. It's ridiculous. And so I'm watching him. I'm just like, Jesus, that looks easy. You know, like it can't be that bad. And so after he kills goat and me and Luke have to go meet up there, Luke's looking at me like we have to go up that. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. So we go up there and it's way steeper when you get to the bottom of it looking up. And so, I mean, you know, it, it, I took my time because I'm not afraid of the height. I'm not afraid of the rocks, but yeah, I'm just not good. as agile as you are. Um, and so I have to make sure I put my foot down, make sure it's not rocking. If if you do that and it's rocking, you just hop to the next one. When we were on Chad's goat hunt, <laughs> when we climbed to the top the one time, he goes, dude, you have a gift. Yeah, it's and, ridiculous. Uh, he was like, not only do you run across those rocks, you're you're quiet. Yeah. And the, and, and having said that, kind of, I, I am, I don't fall very much. No. I, I have very good balance. I get, get whatever good abs strength. And I, I tell you what, when I do fall, it's a fucking problem because I mean, I am <laughs> falling epic. when I fall. Yeah. Um, cause when I fall, it means both feet are tripped up and I'm going down for a long ways and I'm going down hard. Now I have, um, went with guys, Dave Ziegman's a guy. He, he, he is the, I think R and head of R and D for Yeti mountain bikes. And he does all their test riding. The dude has 
unbelievable balance like I've never seen, like crawling across flowing rivers on a stick the size of your arm, like what does he call it? The fly fishing shuffle or something? Anyway, <laughs> of, of, but I mean, I'm man enough to be like, fuck you, I'm walking across the river, I'll just get wet. I'm going to eat shit. And, and knowing being able to to not worry like pride and and uh in ego and and taking that out and saying hey i you know i i don't feel comfortable with this can be fairly important um cuz if you push it when fear um enters the equation i think fear is probably the number one six key to falling cuz yeah. once you're afraid um you you've got serious problems you're second guessing and everything else and so Luckily, with, with Amy and I, she'll just be like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good idea. Let's go around. Well, and you laugh at me because you're always like, man, once you start, you commit to that fall and you're going down. And it's like, well, and part of that is I've sprained my ankle many times and um, a lot of times it's been alcohol induced, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun and it sucks. And so I'm a little bit fearful of that because I don't want us being out you know, hiking into a campsite somewhere and I fall and freaking sprain my ankle and then and then what? You know, we're three miles in and and I can't walk. So I'm if my ankle twists, I'm going down because I don't wanna fight it because I don't want to sprain my ankle. So I'm like, I'd rather just fall and and let it, you know, let it happen. Because I don't if I resist it, it's gonna be worse. So Yeah. Well so enough about balance and, and falling, um, but for everybody thinking about getting there, my advice would be uh, success. Start them off with a hunt that's, whether it be, ter- and success doesn't necessarily mean in this specific case, because I do get a kick out of people that say it's not about the kill. Eh, <laughs> I play fucking basketball. I better be putting it in the hole, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, if if I enter enter a competition for shooting 3Ds, my goal is to hit the 12 ring. This is my mentality. Your goal is to shoot an animal, right? Whether you do or not, it doesn't have to be that way all the time. When someone's starting out, having animals in front of them is vital for them to get the scratch, the itch, you know, to get to get the hook in them to to understand. And so, like the first one we did was turkey. Yep, lots of turkeys. Lots of turkeys. you fired arrows all over Half Acre before you got one. <laughs> but if we would have went, and you saw one turkey and you froze your balls off, right. um, or your boobies. Um, <laughs> You probably wouldn't have been as fun. And <laughs> right. so with the whitetail, um, whether wherever we went for, for whitetail, just because I'm, I, you know, I don't hunt public land, you know, whitetails too much. You know, we, you know, trespass fee or what, basically, which is with Scott, um, you know, he's just letting us, I mean, hunting his land. And well, he's, I don't know, count Scott's a friend, but with, with that, I wanted to make sure you at least had some animals in front of you. Yeah. Um, which you did. And we so, did. We did. And it was good. I mean, there were a couple, you know, we sat in the morning and we sat at night or, you know, in, in the morning and then in the evening. But um, there were a couple of times during that time we were out there that we didn't see anything or one doe would walk, o- you know, over and then, you know, walk away and nothing would come up. And so, but for the most part, I mean, one night we had like 11 deer in front of us and it was a bunch of does and uh, babies. And then I think one buck that was pretty young um it he was he was it was the first buck we saw and he was but he was young and i said to scott like hey you know what is he a good buck and he said he's all right you know he's he's pretty young and i'm like well i don't want to shoot a young one and of course everybody at the hunting cabin that night gave me shit because they were like oh you just passed up you know your first time i'm like well i don't 
I, I didn't think that it was the right thing to do, even though Scott said it was okay. And it wasn't because, oh, I want to have, I want to kill a big one, but I just didn't want to kill a young one. You know, I wanted to find something older and I knew there were older bucks out there and Scott had told me there were. So I'm like, we have some time. I'll just wait. And um, I felt good about that decision and I had already killed the doe. So I was like, well, if, if I don't get a buck, at least I got a doe. I know I can do it and we'll come back, you know, and um, n- not a big deal. But I was, <laughs> I say that, and then the night, so we were leaving the next morning. So that night we sat and the buck comes in and no. Yeah. Yeah. It was that night. Couldn't see it. Yeah. Or no, it was the morning because that night nothing came in. So that was the morning before. Didn't you guys have one come in that you didn't get a shot at? Well, yeah, because he, it was super early. So we were there, you know, right before first light. And he came in at first light, but the sun was behind him. So all I could see was silhouette. And it was like, damn it. I'm like, I'm not comfortable because I can't really see. And even when it came up and it was legal light to shoot, I still couldn't see because the sun was behind him. And I'm like, I'm not feeling super comfortable. So we waited and he milled around. I mean, he was there for a minute. He, you know, he was a little suspicious, but he, he, he was there. And then when I finally felt comfortable enough, I'm like, all right, there's enough light. I can see him. Um, I think I can get a good shot. I draw my bow and my my stabilizer hits the blind and makes this little tiny rubbing noise and his head pops up and he's like, uh, nope. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, no. And I'm sitting there and he kind of circles around a little bit and he, I, I don't know if he winded us or he just got spooked and he just walked off, like walked right out of my life, like not even run. He just walked off and it walked out of range and I was like, damn it. So you know, he didn't, he didn't come back. And then it got to that point where we're like, all right, let's go. And we took off and that night. Nothing came in. So that's when I said to you and Jake, we were at the hunting cabin. I said, Hey, you guys mind if we go back out in the morning instead of leaving real early to go home, can we sit one more time? And Jake, <laughs> Jake goes, well, yeah, of course you can. It's not like you're doing something like getting your nails done. You're doing something important. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, um, and Scott was cool with going back out in the morning. So we went back out hoping for that guy to come back and he did and at the same time though so i was like this little shit knows you know that it's still dark out but he milled around again and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it and it was again legal light and um he was still the sun was behind him some but it was a little bit different of an angle so i felt more comfortable and i'm like i'm gonna go for it and i got um you know i drew my bow back scott was like you know kind of coaching me a little bit, whatever. I shot him and I got a, I got a good shot and I was pretty excited. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> My heart's racing. I was like, holy shit. And, uh, he bounced off a little bit, you know, he, 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 you know, ran off, but not too far. And Scott had his sights on him. He had the binoculars. He was watching him and he's like, his mouth's open. He's not doing good. And then he watched him go down. So he was kind of behind the grass and over a, a, a hill a little bit so I couldn't see him necessarily but Scott saw him and so he went down and we waited and uh yeah so I was pretty excited yeah that it was cool for me because it well it was it was kind of funny because I was getting my ass kicked I had a lot of of deer underneath me and then sometimes I didn't have any and so we're trying to you know my big thing was to get Amy a deer but then Scott and Amy are worried because I haven't shot a bucket <laughs> and so it was pretty funny because I, I did I got one the night before you got yeah yours I guess yep. yeah so uh it was it was pretty cool because obviously it was it you know everybody's wanting every 
have to cite. It is cool to be in a camp, which every camp I've been in since departing uh, with my last partner has been a positive, everybody wants everybody to succeed type of camp. And that's super cool. I mean, I will say Jake was running around sitting in every stand trying to shoot her. That dude is blood hungry. And it's like, dude, fucking stop sitting in all these stands. But uh, he, uh, it was cool because everybody wants everybody to succeed. Yeah. And that is that is nice. Frank's the same way. Like Frank's a very, very giving you know, guy, obviously Frank wants to get an animal. Everybody does, but he's going to do whatever he can to help. Same way with, with Jake. And, and so it was, it was neat because, um, usually I'm not the one that's having trouble. I've got animals running over me normal where this time I'm like struggling to see mature deer. And every night Amy's like, see anything? I'm like, no, not yet. But it'll, I don't ever worry about that shit. It, it, it pans out eventually. You just got to don't give up. But I was to the point like, okay, I, I'm just, not having the year I'm used to having this year. And it wasn't like I was missing. I just fucking deer weren't coming. And then we had that big buck coming twice. Yeah. And shit on my dreams where he just yeah. didn't come quite. I mean, he was at 36, 38. He was within range, quote unquote, but he was pretty, I mean, alert. I could have shot him and he probably would have ate a sandwich and been three feet away by the time the arrow got there. So it was cool for all that to happen. Um, and we, you know, we did it. That was the last morning. Um, so that worked out good when you got yours and mine was the, no, was mine the last morning? No, it was the night before. Cause oh, we cause were we sitting packed. there. Yeah. We yeah. were packing. When and we were sitting yours. there and I, we were in the blind and you were, you and Scott were texting. And so he was showing me cause I didn't want to have my phone because of the last time <laughs> I wanted to make sure my phone wasn't, uh, distracting me. Um, but so Scott, you guys were texting back and forth and you got it, text him and he showed me the picture and we were like, yay, you know, yep, <laughs> yep. trying to be excited and quiet at the same time. Um, yeah, because yeah. we were like, why don't you go out this last morning? Jake and I packed a truck. Right. And so, yeah, yours was actually technically the last morning. The last morning. We drove yep. home. Yeah. Yep. We drove home after that. We had to go drop off the meat and then, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, with, with like, we, we may end up actually leasing this land, subleasing it from... Scott, because, uh, you know, for whitetail areas and everything, it's not that far away and it's kind of a cool deal. But we're going to go back down there for, you know, for turkey this year as well. And I'm going back down now because I've got two more buck tags and I'm going to try and go to Oklahoma. Um, I've got the widow dialed back in. So I, Amy's probably tired, glad that I'm finally back shooting that thing because I've got driver crazy shooting all these other bows. Actually, people were asking earlier about filming and I was, you know, the arrow fly. Poor Amy's had that phone above her head. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of times filming my arrows fly, but you know she, she uh, you do very well because you are uh, not not to make this sound over. Jake and I are the only two people I know that when I say that I know that I know personally really well that are so totally committed that it it's almost a sickness and, and, yeah. and quite possibly could be negative that is all i i do it's all i know it's and, like an addiction and and she has to deal with that shit right so whether it be me fletching arrows at the dinner table or working out or staying fit or whatever you've become kind of a part of it and used to it which is cool yeah for sure how much does it drive you crazy when it's 24 7 uh, outdoor kafaru hunting you know, it, it doesn't really drive me crazy. I, I'm happy that you have, um, you know, something that you're passionate about and you're so good at. And 
I'm actually happy that I enjoy it because I wasn't sure, you know, if I would, but I do enjoy it. So it's something we can share. And it's nice because, you know, I can learn. I, I do learn so much from you just listening to you. And I, you always say, oh, Amy's probably getting sick of me, you know, talking about this or hearing me talk about. And I, I don't because I do learn a lot listening to you. And it's, um, you know, and, and you're funny to listen to anyway. So <laughs> I don't mind listening to you. But it is like an addiction. I mean, you you shoot it, it, it can it's like really oh okay you're gonna go back out and shoot some more like if if there's light he's outside shooting you know if it's not blowing wind and snowing or whatever he's outside shooting and it's like you know i i just it, it's crazy i don't know anybody else like that i mean like you said maybe jake or i i don't know but you shoot more than anybody i've ever met in this you know in our group of people here so it's ridiculous <laughs> but, but it's good i mean you know that's why you're so good so i try i, yeah. I think that um you know the with all the questions people ask and and, uh, and amy sees this every day is you know how did you get to where you're at you know how how do you get better at sh i mean be driven i mean be relentless you, you are one you of the do. most driven people i've ever met in my life i mean you it you really are, but and it doesn't matter what it is. You're when you put your mind to something, uh, and you drive for it, you, you get it. I mean, you're just yeah, you're extremely driven. Well, I think it's important for people to, to hear that because um, you know nothing comes you know easy. Um, well, I mean, generally nothing comes easy, and so. Did I plan on my life path being this one? Fuck no, I had no idea that I was going to shake out. I just, you know, that I, I knew that um, I didn't want to be in the industry. I get that question all the time. How do you get in the industry? I could have gave two shits about the industry. I wanted to live in the woods. I wanted to hunt a lot. I wanted to be in the outdoors all the time. The, the industry is a byproduct of it. I think when you try to get into the industry, sometimes people are doing it for the wrong reasons um yeah and so you know why do i help people for free well i mean it's given me this unbelievable life that that i have and so of course i'm going to try and you know help people and, and amy sees this and the bad sides that we aren't talking about right now every day um and i think though that um for you it definitely has catapulted you you know, farther ahead just because you, you are, whether you want to be or not, you're going to learn about fucking tuning just from listening to the phone oh, yeah. calls we get, or you're going to learn about broadheads, or you probably know more about blood trailing just from people calling me with wounded shit oh, yeah. than, than uh, you know, most people do because you have to figure like um, generally if somebody shoots an animal a year, they're, they're pretty freaking good. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty good hunter. And one animal a year is not much, right? And, 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 and so when you're on, whether you, it's because you're guiding or, or hunting yourself, when, when you're seeing 15, 20, 30, you know, 50 animals hit the ground a year, not all of those are going to be perfect shots and you're going to learn about blood trailing. Now, as I say that, I'm a horrible blood trailer, meaning that Ryan was fucking, I've never seen even aboriginals. Yeah, that's you said. Ryan and uh, down uh, Scott, one of Scott's guides, is, I've never seen someone blood trail like him. It was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> It was depressing. Scott goes, shit, Rhino, we already walked through the trail and fucked it up for you. <laughs> he was still finding blood that we couldn't find. But you, you're going to, you're going to, she has to hear like, you, you know, these stories when I'm on the phone of, hey, I hit the animal here. What, what's, you know, what do you think? What, what are the outcomes for, you know, for example? And so, well, Luke, Luke didn't call me, but he hit an animal 
wasn't sure where I was at. And he, from where he hit the animal, I, I would not have had him go get the arrow, but he did, which most people would have because of where he hit it. With a liver hit, the animals aren't going to go far and they're going to bed. He blew it out and they never found it. Well, you you know how you learn that is you fuck it up yourself and then you don't ever do it again. And so I, I, I tend to be more aggressive on blood trails and it hasn't bit me in the ass. But you, when you're on, more aggressive on blood trails, you have to be more alert. Um, you really have to go slow and glass because the animal, you know, you're going to you get a good chance of blowing it out if you leave, if you, if you dive in too early. These are all the things that Amy's gotten catapulted on earlier, hearing about it and being on it. And um, Amy's shot on her deer, Jake's shot on his, were both pinwheels, but the outcome was not a pinwheel hit. Um, with Amy's, what it looked like was a heart shot, and it looked like she one lung, nicked a lung, and blew through the liver. So we went through, okay, here's what the liver shot. These are the times that the animal will die, how long you have to wait, what you want to do. Gut shot, you know, it's going to take 12 to 14, maybe more hours that you have to let them bed. And then there's the time where you got to go in guns blazing, and, and, and like if you hit one lung and a muscle wound, you're probably not going to find that animal, so your best chance is to get them to bleed out enough to get another shot or to stay on them because you're going to lose blood eventually enough to where you bet them back down and get another shot. You don't learn this unless you fuck it up, and there's just no way around it. And and so I don't know why I'm talking about well, all this. Well, when, when I took my hunter safety course, I did online, and then I had to go in and everything. But it was funny because, you know, I'd never hunted, obviously, and um, I went into this course. And I'm like, yeah, I pretty much knew everything. Like, I, I had to study and read and whatever, but most of it I knew just because I've been listening to you for the last few years. And so a lot of it was just already kind of common knowledge in my brain just from listening to you. So it, it, it's, you know, not everything sinks in and I have to ask questions and stuff like that, or I have to, you know, have to have you repeat yourself. But um, a lot of it had, and I found that out when I did the course, I was like, oh yeah, I remember Aaron talking about this or, you know, I've asked about this or whatever. So it made it a lot easier to take the course and pass. So that was good. So we actually, we so we just ordered Amy to a target bow and a hunting bow. What did we get you? A Matthews? Matthews. Yeah. The um, Avail. Avail. And then... We got you a single pin for your target bow, a spot hog, and then a hogget hunter for your hunting bow. We've got the Black Eagle stabilizers, and then we haven't quite figured out. You're going to shoot X impacts for your target bow, but I, I'm not 100% sure. You might shoot deep impacts for your hunting bow. Yeah. And then we're going to screw around with a thumb button because yep. you shoot a back, you, you shoot a, a true back tension for, um, for target. Um, and you, you, you kind of grip and rip a wrist rocket pretty bad. So we're yeah. going to work on a thumb button. Not like, not like in those. Yeah. So yeah, it's a exciting times at the Snyder household. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. I probably do videos on that because people bug me about doing compound stuff, maybe setting those up, okay. go over and help, help, help Bo. Like Bo and Hognuts are super good at that. So we might be videoing them on how to do it. Um, so yeah. And I, I, one of the things though, like, um, you know, don't overbow your wife. Um, you know, I, Amy is right on the borderline of being overbowed in the sense of the draw cycle is not the smoothest on the bow she has, so she has to sky draw a hair. Um, I would say some of that's nerves, though. Is probably, probably it is because it's worse when that. I'm when I'm actually in front of the animal and. Um, 
it's a little bit harder when you're in the blind. I'm so used to having, you know, uh, the room <laughs> to kind of pull my bow back or whatever I need to do. And uh, when you're in the blind and you're in a sitting position, it's different. And I just, I, it's weird because I can, it, I have a, I have a problem pulling it back, but I could hold it back. The poundage that I have on my bow, I can hold it back for more than a minute if I have to. It's and I don't shake or whatever. So it's just the drawing process of it. And I think a lot of times when uh, it's ner- the nerves because I'm in front of the animal and your your heart's pounding and you know you're shaking a little or whatever. So it definitely has something to do with it. So if the Matthews will draw back a little smoother, that'd be nice. Yeah, and then I think you're gonna try. We're gonna go. Um, we may go on that mule deer hunt and a mountain lion hunt and a black bear hunt and then definitely turkey. So yeah, you'll have quite the resume by the time 2020 is over. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. No, so. it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll be good. But well, is there anything you think, what, what, anything you would have changed from when we started uh, this adventure to now? No, I think it's perfect. I mean, it's funny, my whole family still is like, they, they text me and after this deer, I mean, they're, oh, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. How, you know, how could you shoot a deer? And I'm like, you know, I was probably, I felt the same way five, six, seven years ago. But, you know, when you're in the the life, you learn so much, you're, you, you understand it differently. Um, and, you know, my mom freaked out because she's just like, how could you shoot a, a deer when, you know, where we used to live, you could hand feed the deer outside apples and they come right up to you. You know, she's like, how could you do that? And I'm like, it's it's just, you can't explain it to somebody. And I didn't understand it either until I was actually do, doing it. But when you're in the moment and the animals in front of you, it yes, it's beautiful. And it's a, you know, you look at the deer and you're like, wow, that's a gorgeous animal and how pretty and cute or whatever you want to think. But you have a goal and when you're looking at it, it's a target and it is, your goal is to shoot it and, and your whole mindset's different. It's not, you're not looking at it because you want to feed it apples. You're looking at it because you want to feed your family. <laughs> you know, you're like, Hey, I want that. So it's just different and you can't explain it until you've been there. So my family all thinks I'm crazy, but, uh, not all of them, but most of them. And, um, uh, but I, I'm glad that I took the time. Um, I didn't jump into it because I wasn't ready. I took the time. I did it when I was ready. Um, you didn't force me into it. You said, I don't care if you want to hunt. I don't care if you want to shoot a bow. It's up to you. If you want to, great. If you don't want to, great. You know, you didn't make me feel like I needed to do that. So it was it was good. It was a perfect timing situation for me. And I'm really glad that it went the way it did. Yeah, yeah it's been good. It's been super good. And I don't, I don't have anything. I'm glad that uh i did not try and um <laughs> coach you and that, yeah. i mean i think it was better that way but you, now it's different like you ask questions and listen yes now and i mean you might have listened before there just would have been some serious fucking hiccups in the middle of listening yeah um where now i've kind of learned you though and i don't you know you'll ask the question and i'll know how to answer it and right. if, you know but you know, women generally are easier to coach and listen much better than than men anyway. And so that's that's quite a bit, you know, easier for for me to deal with. But, you know, I can't, um, you know, which Amy doesn't get enough thank yous, but like for the life that I lead, it cannot be fucking easy because I'm gone a lot and she's super helpful with obviously the normal household stuff. But 
getting my gear together and, and she'll come as simple as it is like tonight, she'll come hang out with me when I'm getting the gear loaded up to go. Cause I'm be gone almost two weeks. Um, you know, or she'll get food together. And, you know, if, if I'm not, you know, if your wife doesn't do that, I'm not saying get, you know, dumper. If your husband doesn't do that, get rid of him. But you got an uphill road to hoe if you're going to try to live the life of an outdoorsman. Because you're going to yeah. be worried about your shit being gone every time you come home. Uh, so, I, yeah, it's it's been good. And, and you I do really thank me enough. It. You thank me, and I appreciate that. So it it we're it's good, you know. It works out really good. And I enjoy. I enjoy helping you out, and I enjoy when you go on a hunt, um, you know, and hearing the stories and all that stuff. It's it's. Um, she likes her alone time, though. That's I good. do. Um, well, um, I was... I'm an only child, basically. I have step and half siblings, but I grew up by myself. So for me to have my alone time, it's important. You know, there's times when even my girlfriends, I'm like, no, I just don't really want, I just want to be home by myself and I need that time. So it works out really good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, so far, so good. We'll yeah. see. We'll touch yeah. back with you in a few years. <laughs> uh, Lord. But anyway, well, thank you for coming on. Sure. I kind of threw this at her at the last Yeah, minute, you did. So. <laughs> You did good. <laughs> okay, good. All right, baby. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks.